The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And happy Valentine's Day. I'll miss you, kiss you, give you my coat when you are cold. Need you, feed you. Even let you hold the remote control So let me do the dishes in our kitchen sink Put you to bed when you've had too much to drink Oh, I could be the man Who grows old with you I wanna grow with you And to prove we're not totally heartless here at Talk is Jericho We've got one of wrestling's power couples, Will Ospreay and his Mrs. B. Priestley will be here. You'll hear the story of how they met. The first thing Will said to her, which should have had her running in the other direction. And you know we're going to talk a lot of wrestling. Will's controversial and amazing match against Ricochet that ultimately led to the Twitter feud and, uh, well, war against Vader. Will's got some great behind-the-scenes stories about how that all went down, especially the night of the match. And he and B are talking about Japan and why they love working there so much. Plus, you'll find out the real reason Will decided not to resign with Ring of Honor and instead go full-time with New Japan. And it's not, well, you might think, here we go, Will Ospreay and his missus celebrating Valentine's Day right here on Talk is Jericho. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. All right, so um, I feel very proper because I'm here in the room with the two English, the couple, the power couple, Will Ospreay and B. Priestley, and uh, it's exciting to uh, to be here uh, in Japan talking to you guys. And um, are you a little jet lagged? Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, really yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. No, we were just saying, B. You were just in Japan for Stardom, right? Uh, yes. And how long was that? Um, I came from, must have been 11th of October until 12th of December. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, just two months tour with Stardom. I came over with another English girl and two girls from Women of Honor as well. Mm-hmm. How was it? How was Stardom? Because it's kind of a, a kind of a big deal now, isn't it? Yeah, it was kind of like um, my goal to always want to go there. Like, I've always wanted to go to Japan, but I always wanted to go to Stardom in particular. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I actually really enjoyed just training with a bunch of other girls who were so much higher. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I learned a lot and like I found out what I wanted to do as a wrestler. Like I hadn't really found quite what I want to do as like character wise or mm-hmm. specific star wise over here. It's like, no, you only do this sort of thing because that suits you and this is because the crowds is so different here as well. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of feel when you did get a reaction it meant more mm-hmm. than like in England when they just Kind of yelling, through. drinking beer <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday night, and that. and how was that for you, Will? Because you're coming to Japan quite a bit too, so you got to actually see your girl as well. Oh, that was the best thing. Like I said this a while ago, right? I, I thought I had some weird sort of depression. I'm not even joking, but it's just, it's just, I just get lonely. Mm-hmm. I get really lonely sometimes. I don't know if you get it as well, but every hotel room seems like a prison these days. Mm. Like, and I, that's so weird for me to say because I've only just started. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Like, literally been doing like contract work for two years now. Mm-hmm. Like my contract's actually coming up soon. But like, or I'm just like, God, I just hate being like on my own. It's just so weird. But this one was actually really nice because she was actually staying like 20 minutes away from me. Like was, 10 minutes. Yeah, it was ride. literally a 10 minute train ride. So it was actually nice to actually spend time with someone who's actually... And the, the thing that I actually liked about it is we were both here for different reasons. Like, mm-hmm. normally if I would go do, like, WrestleMania weekend, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to fly the missus in and we can, like, just chill out and mm. she would go see her mates, I'd see mine. Or, like, today, like, you know, she'd come yeah. to hang out, right? But, like, she was here for her own work and I was here for mine. And hmm. it was just nice to actually meet in the middle. Yeah. Is that hard? Like, I've never had uh, a, a couple on the show before that both in the in the business. Is it hard with your schedule be going here and Will, you're going there? Or uh, I, I mean, Will sometimes. It, yeah, I find it. <laughs> oh, yeah? She actually yeah, loves getting rid of me. <laughs> uh, I think when I was here, like, and Will, when Will wasn't over at the time, I was so busy. I didn't really... Mm-hmm. This sounds awful. I don't really miss them as much as I normally would if so I was in England because I've every You're day. just on your own doing nothing. Yeah, and, yeah right, 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 right. Because I was in an apartment with three of the girls. I wasn't on my own mm-hmm. in England. Like, when I'm not... When I'm at home, I'm on my own. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You got me mum and dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, but like... <laughs> the dog. <laughs> how, how long have you guys been a, a couple for? Uh, This February will be two years. Mm. Did you meet on a show? Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, no, and maybe. Like, I saw her. I was like, oh, she's hot. I'm going to introduce myself to her. <laughs> and I, I messed up introducing myself to her. So, like, I was like, oh, great. Well, they've just ruined What did you say? I, I said, Will, my name is Hi. No. Yeah. What yeah. did you think when he said that? I don't even remember this. I think I probably had a, a couple you of See, that's how much of a, <laughs> like, that's okay. how much of, a, like, a lasting impact I left on her. Like... <laughs> You said, hi, Will, my name is Hi. Yeah. That's like something out of a bad movie. It is. Yeah. And that is how bad of a, that's how tragic of a person I am, mate. <laughs> I don't think I probably wanted to offend you. I was probably like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's funny, though, uh, when you say those type of things and you think it was so bad and you didn't even realize it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was tragic for me, though. Like, I'm just like, right. I know, I know the missus over there. Like I was with the girl at the time she was there. So I was like, she's saying hello to everyone. I was like, right, I'm going to just say hello. Mm. And I messed up. And I was like, right, was the last, that's the last time I speak to her. Yeah. I didn't speak to her for like ages. And then, yeah, and then we just met up through some friends and just hang out. And then we just realized that we got similar interests. And hmm. we just kicked off, I feel, anyway. Or, or that, or I'd put, you were just 
amazed by my pelvic sorcery. I don't know. <laughs> pelvic sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys both grow up as wrestling fans? Oh, yeah. All the no. Time. No, you didn't. I started watching wrestling when I was 14. Ah. So that's quite... My dad would sit me down and make me watch... War, war is raw. War is war. That's it. My, that's my it. Family, well, my name is High. Like hates yep. wrestling. Huh? My whole family hates wrestling. Oh really? So I've got two older sisters, so I'm pretty much like whatever they like, I must like too. Uh-huh. If they didn't like wrestling, I wasn't really supposed to like it either. And then look who you are now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What do they, what do your parents think? Oh no, they're happy. I think they're actually happy that I can actually. Um, earn enough money to kind of like mm. get, live off it now and mm-hmm. i've always said i wanted to do it i think that's always been the main worry though because it's not a re- it's, it's such a weird thing when you go to school and you're like oh what do you want to do when you grow up wrestler mm. and especially in england as well and where you're she's uh based in new zealand so like really there is I, nothing out there yeah. wow like I, yeah i immigrated there when i was like 10 Oh, really? Yeah, and I grew up, and then I moved back to England when I was 19. Oh, okay. Especially because she's, I can imagine from her parents' point, she's just like, I'm moving back to England. Why? To pursue being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, no. I want to trade at progress. <laughs> like, but I remember when I when I first said that, like, you're in the 1990 or whatever, you might as well have been born. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly, right? <laughs> Old man Jericho. Um, you might as well have told people you wanted to be like a sword swallower in a circus or a mime or something, be like a wrestler. Like, really? You couldn't believe that someone would actually do that. You know, but it's, it's it's a little bit different now. But it's still like when you tell somebody what you want to do and say wrestler, people kind of look at it a little bit strange at times, you know? Yeah, because it's still just um, unrealistic. Like, it, it's always funny when you go to, like, a bar and so on. It's, oh, what do you do? And you say, oh, I'm a wrestler. Really? I've never <laughs> met one of them before. Right, never, like... never, never met one of you guys before. Yeah, yeah like, we're some kind of alien race or yeah. something. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh... No, I'd always find it weird, especially with like school and stuff like that. And loads of people, especially in England, because it's so hard, especially back then when this whole British boom mm-hmm. didn't exist. And it's like, oh, like I had teachers constantly go up to me down and just be like, hey, look, your son can't be a professional wrestler. And then it was just like, well, why can't he? And mm-hmm. then they'd be like, well, for starters, he's English. And it was just like, that's your reason? Like, that's your excuse? <laughs> That's interesting. So what started the, the British boom? Because it is very, you know very big like, right now. I it? can't really put like a real pinpoint of what started it. But if I was going to like throw something out there, uh, you know, PWG, right? Yeah. I would say it was because Zach went over to PWG and because Zach like, Sabre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like that's, I would say the highest DVD independent mm-hmm. company, I would say. I think it's got like, a lot of buzz behind it and people were just like, oh, who's the guy in the British flag? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it is wild people with this like old school style of wrestling. And for me, you type in Zack Sabre Jr. into YouTube. The first thing that came up was uh, him versus Prince Devitt of Finn Balor from Progress. And it was like an entire free show. Mm. So people got to actually watch an entire really good production of British wrestling that featured myself, Marty. Uh, wow, there was loads of guys on that show. Jimmy Havoc, Mark Andrews. And I then, found out about it through TNA Bootcamp. Oh my hot, god! I know it's hot, like, but that's how like, I found out about Spud. Yeah, and right, then, right, right, right. Marty, that I'd never heard of Marty before, and they were all they were both on that, and then the Blossom Twins as well were on it. But that's that's the thing. There's a lot of English stars now yeah. on, on the scene, way, even yeah. to the point where you know WWE has the, the UK division. I think basically just to stop 
you know, the, the, the progress, no pun intended, of, of the UK, you know, scene in a lot of ways. Do you really think so? Oh, yeah. I'm sure of it. I think, I think they found out that World of Sport was going to do a show. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, okay, well, let's sign some of the guys. Yeah, and that way, stop them from going. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing. Like, when you start becoming dangerous in each territory, the WWE, like Vince, will know and not want that to really blossom, I would think, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, you'd hear rumors about that because, like, I was really excited when I heard about the World of Sport was coming back. I was like, oh, brilliant, like. And it was just weird because then uh, Jack Gallagher got signed to WWE. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what an unfortunate time. You could have partaken in that. <laughs> and then it was like, as soon as that happened, it was just like, there was a, oh, I just remember being in Japan and all of a sudden it was just like, hey guys, we're doing WWE UK Championship Tournament. I was like, what? Where's this yeah. coming from? It was just, yeah, yeah. It's, almost ra- it's not just random. It's, it's, it's not just a coincidence. Yeah, you know what I mean? It would just come out of nowhere. And uh, no, no, actually, you say it, it does line up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though, because there's a lot of guys now like uh, yourself, and you're talking about, you know, Marty or time with the Bucks or Kenny Omega um, that are not going to WWE and are, are doing really well just on your own, making your own schedule and doing your own thing. Yeah. Have you ever had any thought of WWE or you appreciate? I mean, like, like as a kid, you like, you would always want your WrestleMania and mm-hmm. you always want to be like, yourself or like a john cena or like any of those guys mm-hmm. like because they're the larger in life characters and they're the guys you grew up watching so like it's always been in the back of my mind but then as i've come here and i've grown up more i'm like well i don't do very well like traveling as it is and those guys were resting on christmas day and Chris and new mm. year's and that that would have killed me mm. like christmas for me is family i, I love being with my family mm-hmm. and like that would have just murdered me. I don't think I could do it. I really don't think so. Like, I had a phone call the other day, actually, asking to, like, there was questioning contracts and stuff like that. So mm. I was just like, oh, I appreciate it, but I'm just, I'm quite happy here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I love being a part of this. Well, you love New Japan is your is your full-time gig? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I signed here two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, and everything's just changed. Like, as soon as... Like you wrestle these guys and loads of people say it all the time, oh, you get good when you go to Japan. You'll get so good when you go to Japan. I was like, oh, I mean, let's see how it goes. And I was like, wow, these mm. guys are mm-hmm. on a new level. Like, Right, right. But it, that, that pushes you to, to get better as well, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. I just call to say I love you. I just call to say how much I care. For me, what put you on the map, Will, was the, the from my perspective, was the match with Ricochet. Yeah. Which was the most talked about, you know, match. And it was just unbelievable. And of course, caused big controversy because some people (laughs) (laughs) I definitely want to hear that story but talk about the reaction to that match because it was a real work of art like honestly I didn't right I didn't have like proper Mm wi-fi like at the time so I came back from that match and I where was it was it in Corrigan Hall yeah it was in Corrigan and like me and Trev like we've done that match 
not that specific match, but like a similar style of that match before. Mm-hmm. So like, I honestly didn't really expect. Like, I felt it was special because the crowd was saying, "This is awesome." Holy shit! And I'm like, I swear, aren't I? It, oh yeah, I'm, in Japan they're saying it, right? Yeah, but like the crowd was saying it, and I was like, that's cool. Like I've never heard that before. And we gave backstage, and me and Trevor were like, that was cool, right? And he was like, yeah. We went, all right, see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we just went to bed. I didn't yeah. check my phone or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I looked at my phone, and it was just, it was just nonstop. Right. I was like, oh my god, what 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 did we do? <laughs> but the ones that just always like stuck out, it was like it was really nice like real nice compliments and then like a day would go by and it was like oh still nice little compliments there Mm -hmm. and it was starting to die down and then that's when vader commented and then it was just like and then there were people just fighting over it like this isn't wrestling this is wrestling there's different varieties as this and i was just like trev what are we gonna do Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't know what to do i've never had Mm -hmm. this much internet buzz like ever it was scary I think didn't I didn't were we DMing about it? You and I were talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally we wanted to do me, you and Trevor. We right. wanted to sit down there, but like right. our schedules were just didn't never work out. Up. Right, right, right. We never would line up. What did you think about that match, B? Um, it's kind of was what Will said. I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just not been on that that, that exposure like mm. level, but you've done it in England, you've done it at Evolve. Like you've I mean you've done it again at What Culture afterwards. But it's just pretty much like, it's like, oh, okay, that's just what they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that everybody kind of just knows that. So that's the, 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 maybe the opening high spot or there's a couple spots that are just unbelievable, like something out of a Jackie Chan movie or something like that. That's what we wanted to do. Like, mm. cause has inspired me so much, especially, I feel like I learned a lot of how to structure a match from wrestling him. He was actually my first ever uh, American that I actually ever wrestled. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I learned a lot from him. So, uh, I don't know, like, I was like, if you're going to put Will Ospreay against Ricochet, you're going to want them to bounce against each other, like, do them better than anyone else can do them. Mm-hmm. So, that's how we envisioned it. We saw it as, like, some crazy Avengers meets Justice League, like, movie. That's how we've just always seen our matches. And then, when it happened, it was just like, uh, we knew we had something special the moment we'd done the double handspring Superman pose, because the crowd just... It was like they'd never seen something like that before in their life. They hadn't. I'd never. I've been wrestling for twenty-seven years, and I haven't seen. I mean, obviously, I've seen some great matches and great, like Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis in '95, one of the most amazing matches I've ever seen, uh, actually in Japan here, WAR. But this was like a modern day version of that, like taking it to the next level. You know, such a huge compliment. <laughs> oh, I, I bet you Oscar would say the same if he was here, because it was just like you can tell that you and Ricochet have this amazing chemistry and and the timing of everything too which is perfect for for that yeah and i don't know what happened i really don't but everyone just started chiming in there was just people just fighting like literally arguing each other yeah cursing each other out and even like <laughs> regal got involved as well and i was just like oh my god like what is going on and like, what did he say well he oh, it was so weird it was just like well, what they were doing were like what heavyweights would steal back in the day and stuff like mm-hmm. that and Honestly, for the life of me, I can't remember what he'd say, but like... It was complimentary, though, right? Like, there's different styles of wrestling. Yeah, but like, the one thing that stuck out about it is because like, in a weird way, like, I've always been brought up, like, you're not allowed to talk about the other company. Like, don't talk about WWE or don't talk about New Japan or don't... TNA can't mention this or Mm. whatever. And uh, he was like, being really over-complimentary. And then you were talking about it and then Rollins was talking about it. Mm. I was like, 
we're like breaking like down a wall. I don't know what we're doing. Like I'm yeah, scared. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and tell me, just, just talk about the Vader thing. What did what did he say? And, and how did that all come together? Well, he he just called it what it was. He was just like, oh, it's glorified gymnastics. It's a dance routine. It's not wrestling. And I quoted it, I like retweeted. I went, "Cheers for the share, mate!" Like, <laughs> yeah, you were taking the piss out yeah, of him. Yeah, taking the piss. I was just like, "Fuck it, like, right, right. Yeah, take the piss out of me. I'll take the piss back." And uh, he just wouldn't stop. Just wouldn't stop. So I was just like, "Have we got a new Japan World up coming up soon?" And I was like, "I know this is going to be made into a gif." I was like, "I'm going to do a Vader bomb. <laughs> I'm going to do a Vader bomb. Let the guy kick out of one." Like, <laughs> just, I thought just. just for us, it's banter. It's, it's having a laugh. It's uh, mm. it's playing a little practical joke, but I think you took offence to it, like, especially because I've done it really shitty. Yeah. T-shirt too, didn't you? Yeah, and then I've done the T-shirt. Like, what does the T-shirt say? It's Osprey time. Like, I've just done a parody off of him. like, And then he was just getting really, really hot, and then he was just like, I'd, like he's putting a message like, I'd fuck Osprey up, shoot style. I was like, all right, I think he actually wants to fire me. Like, <laughs> and I remember Vader as like... Vader, Vader. Like, killer yeah. yeah the murder in japan like, yeah right and that's how i, I was just like man i don't want to get in a fight with this guy so like he wouldn't stop and i was just like ah oh, i'm blocking this guy i can't be bothered like, so i just blocked him mm-hmm. but then these fans would keep messaging me i'm just like what is going on so i had to unblock him and he was legit calling me out like i was like is this real like i was even showing b i was just like is he actually calling me out for a fight and um i don't know if you ever hear him but uh, he's a guy that trained me quite a lot. His name's Paul Robinson, mm-hmm. wrestler in the UK. Mm-hmm. And when the match got announced, because, um, oh, so he said, hey, email me. Here's my email. And honestly, I thought we was going to have it out. I was just like, all right, there's my phone number. Like, call me if you've got such a problem. I thought he was going to, like, he was going to proper have it out. Meet me at the flagpole by th- yeah, 3.30 right. after school. But he was like, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be brilliant. But he was just like, no, I want to. I want to do a match. I want to work with you. He was like, I've never hurt anyone in my life. And I was like, there's the one thing I've, I've wrote. It's like, he'd knocked- Bullshit. That's <laughs> actually insane. Yeah. Like, Didn't you knock Ric Flair's teeth out? Like, yeah, like countless guys, right. He would hurt so many guys. He was like, I've never hurt anyone. I was like, well, that's a lie. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do a match. And he was just like, I want to do three matches. I was like, no. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'll do one match and I'll do it in London. That's it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want it in my, my ballpark because I feel like- Right. Because once again, like, I'm still a kid. Like, I don't really know what's going on here. Like, yeah. So like, I still feel like he's going to fight me. <laughs> so, yeah, Paul called me up and it was a match announcement. It was like, Van Vader versus Osprey. This is real. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> and he called up and, and Paul is five foot four, bless him. But he's so, he's literally one of the toughest guys I know. Like, I'm, I'm scared of Paul. Mm-hmm. And he went, he went, is this thing like legit? Is it going to be like a legit fight? And I was like, mate, being honest with you, I don't even know. And he was like, right, I'm getting front row ticket then. Cause if he hurts you, I will jump that barrier. And, <laughs> and the idea in my head of this five foot four Paul beating the shit out of Vader, <laughs> like the part of me just going, Oh no, Paul, he's hurting me. Help. Yeah, like, yeah, right, right. Just, just figure jumping it over and just yeah, like jumping on his back and stabbing him or something like that. Right, 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 right. Paul's that type of lunatic. You probably would stab a human being if he needed to. <laughs> so did you guys sell out the, the show in London? Yeah, yeah. Literally that match announcement alone sold out your call, which was quite happy about. Like, What is like, that? What's the capacity of that? 1,500. That's so. okay. So. Nothing, nothing to like, you know, no, that's, that's great. Stadiums. Nothing to your stadiums. Or <laughs> if, you do, if you can draw 1,500 people to an indie show, that's huge. Yeah. I was, you know, I was blessed with it. I was so over the moon. But so like, how did the match go? <laughs> Not good. 
<laughs> if you ask Chris Hero, uh-huh. he will say it's his favourite match ever. Oh, okay. But for me, like, I have the... It's just, to me, it's a hilarious story that... I told it on high spots where I was just really, really drunk. Mm. And, like, I regret telling it so much. But Right, right, right. I think it's funny. Like, the whole, the whole situation, I thought it was just hilarious when he's just, like... He walks in, I say hello to him, and, like, I look at this man, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's, like, really old, and he can't even look after him. He's, like... He's an old, yeah, he's fat like, guy yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, he looked ill, didn't he? Yeah, and, right. like, I'm trying to have a conversation with him, and, like, B's over there just talking with, like, my dad and someone else, and he's just staring at her, like... I was just like... <laughs> like he wants to eat her for lunch or something? That's the way you're looking, like... Yeah. And I was just like, you're right, mate. You're just staring at my missus. And he went, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> and, like... I spoke to him about how I feel like the match should go and I was just like, just beat me up for everything and I'll just sell and then let me just get like my one little minute in and I was just like, it was like, okay, but one of the things that Andy was just like, look, he thinks he's coming back. Mm -hmm. He's not, but he thinks he is. So let's try and make make him think that like because... Right. It's been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare. Right, the right. stories I could tell you, like I'll, I'll happily tell you off microphone. Yeah, sure, sure. See my no, I got you. But, um, it was just like, so we had Pete, I was in a feud with Pete Dunn at the time mm-hmm. for this company. Great guy, yeah. And um, the thing that made me laugh about this whole thing, I was like, okay, so at this point, when I go up to the top rope, Pete Dunn's music's going to hit. He's going to come through the crowd, hit me with his finish. You guys shake hands. You guys form an alliance. And then when he goes to crack me with the title, because I was a cruiserweight champ at the time, Ricochet comes down and he goes, oh, sorry, who's that? Mm-hmm. And I went, why are we here? Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> Why are we having this match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It like, it was like, wait, so which one's my partner? Uh, like, and I was like, oh, are you serious? Like, uh, you yeah, don't know yeah. which one's your partner? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, wait, so the tanned one's your partner? I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is even happening. <laughs> like, I was laughing. I'm looking at Ricochet, like, trying not to tear up. Right, 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 right. So good. And like, you could see it in the match. Just like, I just get frustrated at points and he's actually like, punching me at points i'm just like this mm. guy's hurting me mm-hmm. you see it in the match i'll have to show you it. it's funny to, it's really funny to me mm. and uh i i hit him with a handspring like insecure and i can throw that really hard and i don't know why i just threw it i just <laughs> threw it really hard and i clocked him with it i felt bad afterwards it was just like <laughs> Where am I? And I was just like, oh my God, I've knocked out a 61 year old man. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this is bad. And then I start calling him stuff. And then I go, like, I tease, I go, oh, it's gonna catch me, Lariat. And you can see me go down. I'm like, here, I'm going, catch me, Lariat. And I do it. It does the thing. And then it comes to the point, he's done the alliance with Pete. Ricochet runs out, slides in. I'll never forget. I wish Andy put this on the microphone on camera. He slides in. He knows this is happening. He goes, who the fuck is this guy? I just just stop everything. Stop saying everything. I just look at him. We've been through this. How do you not know this is happening? It's the tan guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So ridiculous to think, like you said, like that this whole thing started from Twitter. It's it's just a match. It's a Twitter. It's Twitter Twitter from a match that you had. And and the fact is, I said to him, I went, did you watch the match? And he went, no, I watched a GIF. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, this is our generation these days. Like, you won't even give the match a chance. You Mm. literally just judge it on like 
a what a 15 second gift sure and that's it and gets so uproar uproar yeah, about just gets it. angry about it mm-hmm. who did you train with b when you started wrestling um in new zealand uh travis banks used to train he's like um, he's progress champ Char- oh, okay now. but we we were both for new zealand at the time but then um when i came to england who trained me <laughs> no, because no, you will trains me now. But okay. recently it was um uh yeah, like the progress was like James Davis and Daryl Allen. Hmm. Um You'd really then, like Travis Banks. I'd, I would love I've heard you. his name a few times, yeah. yeah. You would love him. He's like without being hilarious about this thing, but it's like he's like a little Benoit, like mm. the way he moves and stuff like that. He's his present. So intense, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So good. I think you'd really like him. And like he can change his character all the time. He does his haters gimmick. Yeah, yeah. When he goes camp, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you came to Japan for stardom, was that your first time in Japan? Yeah. And what did you think of the country? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I um I asked to extend my tour. I was only supposed to stay um until the end of the tournament, but then I it's was like just four like, weeks, weren't it? And then you was like, can I yeah, stay yeah, for the two? Yeah, it was about two? five weeks, and mm. I was like, can I just stay till when like Katie and Kelly go? And mm. he was like, Look, if you want to, yeah, no problem. And I was like, sweet. And um, I'm coming back. Uh, I've got two tours this year as well for about uh, about so we've about six months out of in Japan this year. We'll start them again. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I was like, I was really worried that they'd hate me and never want me back. So I was like really happy when they're like, oh. So when you, when you come for stardom, they bring, like you said, four girls at a time and you live in an apartment. Yeah. I think they've had up to like six girls in the apartment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we all live in the apartment together and, um, yeah, pretty much. We all dojo together. We, you know, go to Midbreath with partners if we want to. We go on our own. We go Rapongi. <laughs> the look on your face as you said that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Rapongi. <laughs> do you do you uh, have a show like three times a week or once a week or how many shows do you have when you when you're there? It depends because we had um when we had the tournament like when it was the finals I had like three matches that weekend but then sometimes we'd always have at least one mm-hmm. show a weekend. Um, but yeah, it would just depend. I think probably the most we had was like three. Mm. Most of the time you're on holiday here. It's like literally every day well, you'll train. Not, yeah, every day you'll train. Every day you'll train. And then the rest of the day is kind of yours to do what you want to do, isn't it? Well, kind of. But then when you, you're not doing anything, you kind of don't want to do anything. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're doing like, you know, when you're dojo training, you've got three hours of like... Of hard workouts yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. And then usually we go to like go to mid-breath and like, then, oh, good. what's well. mid-breath that's um the gym that all this stuff oh. girls use it's like one-on-one personal training gotcha but um i forget as well you done that osaka and you left like a like 1 a.m in the morning to try yeah we we drove keep back forgetting about oh, no, that. Yeah. we got back at 1 a.m in the morning we we're supposed to get back at like nine do you find this i don't know if it's just me but i could wrestle forever but traveling is the thing that well that's what kills you me. now you mentioned that earlier that you don't like to travel nah and is that one of the reasons why you don't want to work in the States? I know you, you just finished up with yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, just finished with Ring of Honor. And it's, once again, I need to put this out there because like, so many people just want to start stupid rumors. They were brilliant with me. They are literally wonderful, wonderful people. I love mm-hmm. everyone backstage there. But I, I just can't handle it. Like, right. Especially the style that I'm doing. Like, I found out I actually bump more moves off my comeback than anyone actually gives me any moves. So <laughs> I was like, I need to definitely change something up. But just, sure. But like, I've got a history of like, just a weak body like i'm just 
a weak <laughs> individual. Like, so me just, like, and I attack the mat so hard and I just feel like my body's just broken. And then when the traveling's just there, I'm just, I feel like I get very, like, oh, it's not, it's just not me. I get very uh, attacky. Like if people, mm-hmm. just, if it's hard is, to travel, yeah. man. It really is. And if I don't want to, like, if I really don't, if I'm like, oh, I just want to be home, then I'm just such a, yeah. a moany person. And that's just not me because I'm just a, I'm a bubbly guy. I'm just a cheeky mm-hmm. guy. And then when I'm just miserable, you can just tell, like, because I just don't get along with anyone. But, like, Ring of Honor was just fantastic with me. It was just, as it was coming towards the end, I was just like, I just want to go home. I want to mm-hmm. go home. Like, and it was the point of saying, right, I either do New Japan or I do Ring of Honor. And actually, the funny thing is, is Ring of Honor actually do less dates than New Japan, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was just because for me, New Japan is just the thing that helped me out so much. And it was just, I feel like I can help New Japan in some ways. Uh, I want to stay, I wanted to stay with New Japan. And I've said to, I said to all the guys at Ring of Honor, I was like, if it is okay, I'll just like my contract to terminate, but I would like to keep coming back over when you got the New Japan guys over. And mm-hmm. they was more than happy with that. They're incredible Ring of Honor. I love mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said too, just, and you don't live in the States. Nah. So you're always traveling from England or wherever it is that you were at. Especially now that I'm trying to help Australia out. Well, let's talk about that too. You mentioned, uh, we talked about this when we had our big karaoke party, which we have to oh talk about God. in a bit as well, which is a lot of fun. I pretty much opened for Fozzie. Just, uh, <laughs> some good some good tunes too. Hey, you we you, did, we you did a good queen. You're a good singer. Oh, I, I try. I did yeah, try hard. CB, I'm a good singer. Yeah, he did good. <laughs> well, we also had a whole lot of cocktails that night, which always makes you sound a lot better too. Oh, yeah, but 100%. It was a fine I would, like to, I would like to hear back the recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, me and Woods were here in japan uh we went to a couple karaoke places and and you know we thought oh he sounds so great xavier woods and we watched um, it back the next day ebony and ivory every ebony and ivory and it's like we were locked in perfect harmony it was great and i watched it back the next day and it's so f-ing rotten i'm like <laughs> wow i thought we were much better than this you know it's what's cool guy he he's a great guy oh, yeah man, he's like, one of the best so many of them one of the best like, yeah such cool guys I'd get such a great guy well. but what do we sing that night? we sang queen what else do we do uh stand by me yeah classic one yeah. um oh we done a bit of a was it acdc or guns of roses both both yeah, no, both, done, yeah. done guns of roses definitely are you karaoke v do you um, like to go you don't... Until I drink. Okay. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> gets into it then, right? Every... Yeah. No one picks up a microphone until they have a bit of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's no, got to no. go first. I think oh, we broke yeah. the ice that night. We went first. Oh, no. You went first with... Was oh, it ACDC? God. You shook me up. Ah, uh, you shook you... me on that long. Yeah, and I was just yeah, like, yeah. this is such a tune. Yeah. <laughs> you broke the ice and then it was just like... Then everyone's like, trying. Yeah, exactly. Was, I've got to match this now. I was just like, <laughs> I've got one chance. <laughs> You're good. It was good. But let's talk about Australia, though. You mentioned how you want to help uh, that country and that scene and, and, and what made you kind of get into that. Okay, so it's a bit of a weird story, but like I was so done with wrestling. I was literally just like, I need to get out of there. I'm hurt. I'm done. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you're was, 24, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is honestly, I, I think it's because... I think you just had no time off. Yeah, I mm-hmm. haven't, I've had no time off. And plus, people don't know this, but I've been doing this since I was 14, backyarding as well. as like, So I've actually been like... I was bumping on concrete and oh my like gosh. off the aprons as well. I could show you some gnarly videos, man. So, so you good. started as a backyard wrestler. Oh, 100%. I love backyard wrestling. But and what are you wrestling? Do you have a ring in the backyard? I or? was lucky enough. So uh, back when I was 14, my mom actually bought me a wrestling ring for my birthday. 
Where? And put it in my back garden. How the hell do you get a wrestling ring? Where'd she find it? Uh, she knows a welder, and then she, uh, my dad's just a handyman, so he's just like, oh, it must be plywood and carpet roll. And so they built works. it? Yes, yeah, so we pretty much built a wrestling ring in my back oh, garden. Oh, you must have been the coolest but kid in school. I was. I 100% <laughs> was the coolest kid I know. But, like, it was just cool to me because, like, my mum used that as a method to try and keep me off the streets because, mm. I obviously... Essex is a bit of a rough area. That's where from Essex, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I was just, uh, I was just battered, and uh, so you guys were doing a lot of the hardcore was, matches and that sort uh, of thing. No, I, ne- I was never a hardcore wrestler, but I would do like these crazy big bumps. I would springboard off the top. Someone would throw a chair. Like I just said, don't do hardcore. I just said, <laughs> chair, like, I would literally just fall back and take a back bump onto nothing but grass and dirt. Just like in front of nobody. Yeah, in front of no one. Wow. Yeah. Like. I used to do that when I was in high school, um, and the the company was called the BTWF, the Big Time Wrestling Federation, and it was me and my friend, and we each played like 10 or 12 characters each, <laughs> and we, yeah, like schizophrenics, right? And then you put together the match. We would do it on the big um, gym mats, but the big thick ones are called Porta, porta, I don't know what they're called, like, uh, but they're really thick mats. Like, yeah, you yeah. could fall on it and it'd be like almost like a mattress, but it was a gym mat. It was like a crash mat. A crash pad, yeah, like a big, thick crash pad. And we would wrestle on that. Well, with our lot, like, we would have, like, so this was like a real thing. So it'd be like promotions, but like, mm-hmm. like an independent thing, but in backyards. So you'd have one in Luton, you'd have one in Newcastle, wow. and stuff like that. And you would travel, but we'd have like a big forum, like a big group chat to go talk to each other. Oh, we're doing a show today. Cool, I'll come up. Like, <laughs> and that was legit how we, like would book shows and people would just show up and oh so people would actually be watching or just the guys in the ring yeah but like it'll be like all your mates like all these backyarders all around the ring and they'd all do the chance and all like encourage each other it was really cool yeah that's cool right but like I remember we'd always monthly go up to Luton all the time and there was these stiff gym mats like Hmm. and every time you'd hit them like it would just rattle your bones sure so like so by the time you debuted as a pro you're already beat up from backyard but like you just you couldn't let anybody really know but like as soon as i got like onto the independent scene a little bit i just told everyone yeah it's a backyarder like at the end of it like i said to myself i want to learn the proper style like but what no one really knew is that uh so while I, while I was the Progress champion and you've heard of Progress yeah it's a company I was in backyard England. in front of my mates i would be finishing like a thunderbust that i won like that their main title and then the next day would be backyarding with my mates like <laughs> i would wrestle ricochet and then the next day be backyard in front of my mates like, wow i I'd, I'd love you it. just like, loved it so much yeah, i just yeah. love wrestling i think mm. it's funny to me but because mm. so, i was so bad and then uh i wanted to go visit b's parents anyway they came over to visit uh my family i love them brilliant and uh they're new zealanders yeah or? they're okay. new zealand and I was like, oh, I want to go over there anyway. So I was just like, and then I was like, ah, while I'm over there, I might as well wrestle. I've never, never wrestled in New Zealand and uh, uh, Australia. So I might as well, while I'm over there. And uh, one of my mates, Trav, actually said, uh, there's nothing in New Zealand. Australia's good, but there's nothing in New Zealand. But I think the only thing is um, uh, Rockstar Spud's best friend. He lives in New Zealand now and he's opened his own promotion, which is like really... Start, yeah, it's starting mm. to get like a real buzz about it. So there's a scene well. happening. Yeah, so there. there's like a little scene like starting to buzz. So, so by this time, I'm already like, oh, I'm just, I want to get away from the English scene. Like it's, it's just murdering me. Like I, I don't feel like I'm needed here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've done New Zealand and I was like, Okay, that was that was good actually. That was real good. I've wrestled a guy called Shane Sinclair, really really nice guy. Uh, wrestled for Southern Pro Wrestling, 
Okay. Uh, and from there, I was like, then we stayed there. He looked after us so well. We got to stay with a pug, and I love pugs. <laughs> a pug? So, yeah. Harry. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, Harry uh, the pug. Yeah. And then, Shout out to Harry the pug <laughs> if he's listening. But uh, then the next week, we went over to uh, Sydney. And I got to do like a training seminar. Normally, like with my training seminars, I'm a bit of like, I get really excited, like really easy. So I'm just like teaching these guys runners and dragon runners and they're, they're all loving it and they're all reacting. I was like, let's do Canadian Destroyers. Like, <laughs> I was so much fun with it. And by the end of it, I was like, how, how long have you been wrestling? Like to one of the weakest guys that are on there. It was like, uh, six months. I went, what? Like, mm. and you're this good. You're doing a dragon runner at six months. Like, mm-hmm. Like, you weren't even allowed in a ring, like, six months. I don't even know what a dragon rana is. The front flip catch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's pretty intricate Mental, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I was, like, so impressed with him. I was, like, that's incredible. And then I start, we actually had us talk about it, and we talked to her parents about it, about potentially moving over. And we was just, like, I could easily get a residency uh, off of her spouse because she's got a residency mm-hmm. but i came over on like visa okay so then I and you've talking- got a residency b because your parents live there yeah yeah okay. so gotcha. then i was thinking to myself i was like you know what i could really do with like just wrestling in japan and then because there's not that many scenes out in australia there's like maybe two or three big ones cities like, uh, no scenes scenes like, gotcha yeah. Like big big promotions mm-hmm. that got like some type of internet reputation behind gotcha. it uh, that work with like guys like Progress and stuff like that. So then I was just like, oh, uh, let me see how it goes. And I wrestled for PWA and I wrestled a guy called Robbie Eagles, which funny enough is another backyarder. And we knew each other all this time, <laughs> but like it was the first time we ever met. It was like, this is incredible. It's like a we secret society. You're yeah, a backyarder. Each yeah. other. And like, I just remember getting in the ring with him. I was like, you're really good. Like, why are you not everywhere? Like, mm-hmm. and he went, I've done zero one before, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you should be like in PWG. You should be in ring of honor. And that annoyed me that the fact that, and I was just like, right, I know what I've got to do. I've got to get the buzz about this place. And I'm going to get people's eyes on this place. Hmm. So I was just like, right. And I did actually mean it at the time. And I still do mean it. I was like, I'm planning on getting permanent residency and moving over here. So that everyone's just talking. It was like, who's moving to Australia. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I still want to do it. I still really, really want to do it. It's just getting the right visa. So then after that, I then wrestled a guy called Adam Brooks. And oh my God, he was so good. And like, it's so weird. I have these incredible matches in New Japan, but I hands down put those two as my best matches that I've ever had. Like, With the Australian guys. Yeah. Wow. And I... I like they really helped me out because I was like I was so done with wrestling. I was like now I'm motivated now. Now I you're excited, these guys, right? And I want to help these guys out so much. And, hmm. and I spoke to them about it, and they they said they're going to look into possibly getting me like a proper visa, to, like uh, like as in like to stay. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I want to help. I really do want to help these guys. So I, I'm going back over there in February with uh the missus but we're going I'm for not, a wedding i'm not yeah i'm not going to australia. yeah but you're not going to australia but mm-hmm. we're going for a wedding but while i'm over there i'm gonna wrestle again and i'm gonna try and go out there in july and august and maybe one in december as well so so just by being out there i the, feel like I'm your helping. name value would increase business i feel like i'm helping them like because once again no one really wants to travel to australia because the flights are just yeah, so far right yeah it's just so far but like no one wanted to come to England once upon a time. No mm-hmm. one, there wasn't hardly a scene, an independent scene in America once upon a time. Mm-hmm. 
But if you can just get the right buzz going and the right excitement going, I feel like you can achieve anything. So I was just sure. And if you lived in Australia, that's I think a closer flight to Japan it as is well, eight right? Hours as well. Yeah, and that's actually the one thing I kept saying to me. I was like, "It's an eight-hour flight. We're going to be doing Japan, yeah, yeah. a lot more." Mm-hmm. So, Would you move to Australia, B? Um, I think the only problem I had with it is I was like, I only left New Zealand like just under two years ago because mm-hmm. there was no scene and I was really bored. So, and then I was kind of like. For Will, it's okay, because he's made his name. But mm. I was like, I've only been wrestling... in Like, this is my second year wrestling in England. Oh, this will be my third this year. But at the time, it was my second year. So mm. I was like, I haven't done enough. If I went, I would just be forgotten. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And would drown. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, okay, you were there. Now you're not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like... Especially now that you're starting to get over really well with the Progress audience, I feel. And, like, your name was... Like, she came back from a the stardom tour and she only had one wrestling gig mm. but there was and then she'd done that gig and there were just loads of promoters in that day and i was like can you wrestle on our show tomorrow, tomorrow? Oh, and, like, wow, like, wow. and now it's like great it's just spread out there and like people yeah. are starting to be like wow she's actually good just, so i was like you're starting to build your name now right yeah, yeah like everyone was telling me i got multiple messages just like from promoters as well just saying like you've improved so much since going to japan like I got like yeah, defiant messages out. I got progress messages out. I got like pretty much everyone's just like you've improved ridiculously from all like the just UK. Going away. Like so, indie. so does Will uh, help you with your matches and critique your performance? Um, yeah, I get Will to do it because Will's not afraid to hurt my feelings. <laughs> so, like, I hate it like when people are too nice to me because I know there's one trainer I had and he was just telling me everything I would do was perfect. Yeah, and I was like, well, I can't learn from that. Like, yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. I'm doing something wrong so I can at get first, better. A first match I saw was against uh, Nixon Newell, and uh, like she oh, just made no, she up. just made no noise. And she came backstage. She was like. How was that? I went shocking. Like, she just <laughs> blocked right there. But, like, I don't just say it for, like, no reason. I do say it, and then I go, but here's how we can improve it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm always... But that's nice what guy. you need, though. In WWE, that people would always come ask me, what do you think of my match? And I'd always be honest. I'd, there's some good things, but always some things that I didn't like, because that's how you yeah. get better. Like you said, I remember asking Flair, Ric Flair, as if there's any other one, Dave Flair, no, really, asking Flair, <laughs> all, uh, all the Flairs. Yeah, what did you think uh, of my match in WWE? He's like, it's, it, I loved it. It was great. And like, is there anything I can do better? No, it was perfect. I'm like, you I didn't even know. fucking watch it. Like, yeah. you, you, you can't tell me that it was a perfect match because it wasn't. Tell me what I can do better. Yeah. And a guy like Arn Anderson would always tell you, or Jimmy Hart was great for that. You can do this better. That's how you learn. Yeah, because they're the guys that actually, like, I love guys like that. I really want, I want to learn from, like, guys like Fit Finlay as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'd love to just sit down and just pick his mind. Right. But, like, I also get to pick the minds of, like, Gato and Okada and, like, uh, Ishii. And, like, the biggest lesson I learned, and this is such a weird one, which is from Shibata. Mm-hmm. Like, just getting in the ring with him because, like, I feel like Gato saw my match with the Ricochet and it was just, like, it was cool. Like, and you could do all these tricks, but now let's put you in a fight. And, like, with Shibata, it was like, how is the the wrestler going to meet the So he put you in a match with Shibata. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he gave me that trust to basically say, like, go on, like, wrestle with him. Mm-hmm. And we mixed the two styles together, and that's when I truly, I feel like, learned how to put a real, like... See, but of course you can do that, and that's what I was laughing before when you talk about the Ricochet match. You know, you trained in England, I know a backyarder, but still, you know how to to wrestle 
it's not just a guy who's flipping and flopping in a spot monkey. That's the type of match that you decided to do with Ricochet in that yeah, scenario. Yeah. And then with Shibata, well, of course you know how to, you know, exchange holds or punch a guy in the face if need be or whatever yeah. it is as well, right? Yeah, well, that's the... I, I just think people have just got this one-dimension thing about me. Just, mm-hmm. Doesn't know this, doesn't know how to tell a story, doesn't know how to sell. And I was just like, oh, but I do. Just give me a chance. Yeah, just let like, me show you the different scenarios that yeah. I can do. And that's the thing. Like, I, that's what I just wanted to do from now on. It's just that, like, I just be giving me opportunities because like juniors aren't meant to face the heavyweights. You know, they're meant to stay in their own division. But then I was just kind of like, can I have a chance? And then mm. they put me against Shabbat, and I was so happy with that. I was just like, that's the definitely a match one because but I mean, that's funny though you know when when the first time i saw you was after that fukuoka uh beat down thing and i was walking through just get the crap out of me without even joking you walk past a lot of cameras that i just froze i was I'm, I'm, but i remember i saw you out of the corner of my eye but i was in character and i was you know yelling at the reporters or whatever the fuck i was doing and you knocked a legit policeman's hat off i knocked like, <laughs> Honestly, I've never been more scared. I really? Like, yeah, he was a legit police officer. I flipped his hat yeah. off. Yeah, oh, because you walked great. past and you just flipped it, and I was like, "He's going to get arrested." Like, he's <laughs> literally going to get arrested in Japan. Oh my gosh! But I remember thinking out of the side of the corner of my eye, I, like, I think that's Will Osprey, but he's a lot bigger than I thought. Just by the style that you do, you're you must be six feet tall. I'm yeah, six foot six. I mean, so that's a big guy. So. I don't understand what a, a, a junior heavyweight and heavyweight. You look like a heavyweight to me. I'm trying to put on weight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, that's one of my main missions now. Like, I want to, I want to do the junior heavyweight division for another, another two years, but I do really want to move up to heavyweight. I want to do the G1. Mm-hmm. I think junior heavyweight is more of a style. Yeah, I think it is. You know? but I think it's how you progress from that style in a right. in a weird way. But I do want to show that I'm like I'm working towards it. I've been putting on weight now. Like, is it's actually really weird to have put on this weight because like I don't eat that good like it's like a freak of nature he works out once a fortnight and all of a sudden he's jacked but like <laughs> through that whole tour that we done where you came for the fukuoka tour like it was literally a six-week tour which was murderous mm-hmm. and that whole time, is, I was just eating and working out eating and working out and like because i don't work out mm. no one's really taught me how to work out so i just like <laughs> like i maybe had like a couple of personal trainers that i was like okay so this is what i meant to do yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah and then people would teach you along the way and i was like this is the first time i actually went really hard from a workout and i was 79 kilos and within that month i got to 85 so i was mm. actually really happy with myself I was sure like, yeah, I, was like, I mean that's 200 pounds right yeah six foot so i'm i'm literally i'm touching it so i'm 190 pounds right now okay yeah so, so gain another 10 pounds you're heavyweight heavyweight yeah yeah there so you I was go actually really happy with myself i was like oh because you know I, I saw okada yesterday at the dojo and he's pretty tall guy but he's not super jacked he looks like a swimmer or something he's in great shape but he's i i had the idea of a car to <laughs> but then i also saw naito and I, I was saying to myself dude he's he's eddie guerrero he's eddie's size yeah yeah you know when when eddie wasn't even super jacked it's like he's not i mean you're bigger than, than both of those guys maybe not okada but you're both the same height i think i'm the same height as okada and so it's like you i think you i think you definitely will be in the g1 it's just a matter of time yeah. right just depending on where they need you i guess yeah i think that's the thing i think gator right now he's even said like i need you in the junior heavyweight yeah, division. yeah because yeah. there's i think that's why we're in the dome for the four, fatal four-way because there's literally four of us there's me hiromu kushida and marty i don't know hiromu's got desires of moving up to the heavyweight division mm-hmm. i don't think kushida has as well but like right now they're like we need you here because there's no other junior heavyweights mm-hmm. right, right 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 you mentioned shibata um was he good i oh, mate he was so good yeah like i just 
because honestly, like I remember going backstage with him the first time. It was just like, okay, you and Shabbat are going to square off. I was like, really? Like yeah. I was so excited. I was like, how about we do this, that, and, that? and he was just like, nah. And listen to Tom. No, really? I was like, oh, have I offended? And he was just like, nah. We're going to wrestle. I'm going to push you against the ropes. Clean break. And just going to boot me in the face. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. And then we just got into a slug. And then I was just like, I came backstage. I was like, I really enjoyed that. Like, <laughs> just getting into a fight with someone and like... Actually, a different style for you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's cool. And then I got to do that the whole tour. Like, it was just me and Shibata the whole tour. Mm. So, just learning and... Yeah, what is awesome. What a shame about the, his, oh, the headbutt. Mate, I'm yeah. guarded about that. There's a part of me that doesn't even think it was the headbutt. I think it was a cause behind a lot of the things, but I, I don't think it was. What do you think? It was just a combination of things? I think it was like a combination of things, but like I think, I don't know if you, I, I don't really want to put any blame on anyone at all. Like, mm-hmm. but did you watch like, did you watch the match? I just saw the headbutt. I just saw the gif. The, well, there we go. <laughs> but like the final, like he was fine after that headbutt, moving fine, looking fine, talking fine, like doing everything fine. And then it was the final Rainmaker. And then it was just, there was a problem. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I wonder if it was that. Maybe, yeah. Because it, it was quite high up. So I wonder if it was that. But that happens sometimes if you saw when um, uh, when Paraguayo passed away oh. in the ring. He worked for a little while Maybe afterwards or before. Actually, no. He got. I can't remember the six one nine. Yeah, but he, he had he taken a move. bump earlier, where he looked like he had hurt himself, and then continued on to the six one nine. I don't think it was the six one nine. I think it was the bump because it was a drop kick. Yes, he yeah, took a bump. Yeah, dumb. yeah. That was it. Did the drop kick into the six one nine? Right, right, right. Yeah. So oh, I mean, man. sometimes I mean that's the thing with our job is you, you never know, really know what it is, hurt. and we just continue through well. but i saw him today he's he's getting better shibata yeah i saw him today he's getting better he's smiling. better better as in was he like, out of, he, yeah like he's walking fine like so be, when it happened he couldn't even walk properly i mean like you saw him at the i don't know if you saw him at the end but he lost control of his whole right side oh like, wow and because he stays true to his character like he doesn't like it when the young boys help him out backstage but you like so he's just walking walking i wasn't there on that day but like it all came true when everything came out about the brain hemorrhage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was just like one of those scary moments where you're like, oh my God. Like, yeah, yeah. It's no real. No one really knows. Because, you like, know, because in wrestling, you think, oh, it's a work. It's just a big, that, it's a big work, like, right? But even if you think, all right, he's got a head injury, oh, it's probably a concussion, but you don't really know. Mm-hmm. Like, no one, no one really knows like what you've really got. And I think that's what many people think. Maybe it was just a concussion, but like when it, I think it just all became a bit of a reality. Like, right, right, right. Like, what is happening here sure like i was really upset mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely and what a huge loss for the company as oh, well mate. and it's such a weird thing though but the story is so good like you know like he obviously left new japan to and then came back and he had to fight his way through new japan to earn their respect again and like gotcha yeah, it's yeah. in a weird way like he actually sacrificed everything Mm-hmm. To, it's such a good story in a weird way yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm gutted about it I was like I really wanted him to come back to England mm. he loves England like he wrestled Zach and Chris Hero and so many times he's just such a good wrestler mm-hmm. so gutted B when you did start him obviously there's a lot of Japanese girls there uh, who were some of the best ones that you worked with um Kigetsu was definitely um she's the um stardom tag champ at the moment with Hannah mm-hmm. and um I think I had about uh, no, I had two matches with them, maybe two two tag matches anyway. I don't. I might have had a six man. I can't remember. It's had so many of them. Mm-hmm. But no, I could get through. She um, 
she's like ridiculously athletic. She's one of the head trainers as well. But she just, whenever she does something, it just looks like such a breeze. And then you try it and you're like, oh my God, like I'm just falling on my ass doing this. Like, <laughs> how, is this how is this like a thing? Right. And then um, when you wrestle her, she's always like yelling at you in Japanese. It just brings this up. I'm like, oh, come on then. Like, you, know, like, <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> like, um, but no, Ketsu is one of my favorites. And then, of course, um, Io Shirai as well. No, like, she she's really good, right? I yeah. only had like oh, um, the biggest crush on her ever. So do I. Oh dear, <laughs> she's cute, right? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, she's, yeah. Se- she's got such a sexy deep voice. I'm like, oh, even I'm attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think she knows it as well. I gave her a lap dance. Nice. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but no, um, I only wrestled footage, please Eo the the once on a four on three tag match, and I think I did like two little spots of it. But I was just like. God damn it, you know. <laughs> She's so good. good. But I love watching her as well. What were, uh, as we wind down here, what were some of the mo- biggest, uh, strangest things for you when you first came to Japan for you guys? I could tell you a real funny story <laughs> about walking in Rapongi, just drunk so bad. Oh, and no. like, I was so drunk and I convinced me Rapongi from here is like a 45 minute drive. Yeah, it's far. Yeah, it's really far. From so I Tokyo convinced Dome, myself yeah. that I could walk it. Oh my gosh, it's great. So I, I started walking. I didn't get far, <laughs> but then I found like this red, like there was this shop and it was all red and blacked out windows. And I was like, what the f- is this shop? And I poked my head through it and there's like four grown men with their trousers around their ankles, like tugging their f- dicks. So I was just like, <laughs> and one of them was wearing a wedding ring. I was like, you got, what the f- <laughs> was it like a rub and dug place or something? I think so, but like on the screens, it was like a like an octopus and a schoolgirl like and anime like those anime ball. things. Oh like, right! I was like, what the? F-? Right. And this was like only my oh man, maybe my third week in Japan. Like this was my first tour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am mortified. Like this yeah. is. <laughs> What are you doing? You're married. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you've got a wedding ring on your finger. Go on. Like, I was knocking on the window, putting them off and everything. Else. <laughs> and then found, I found the rest of the guys. And I was like, take me home. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. And you can't unsee that as well yeah. for the rest of your life. What would you be? I don't know. Like, I didn't really see anything, like, crazy weird. I just, Like, just... the food or anything like that? Or just, oh, Rosie just... took me out for, like, full-on Japanese sushi. And, like, I don't think I've ever had proper sushi before that. And I was like, I mean, it's nice, but I'm too, like, fished out. <laughs> anything else here? But... Yeah. No, I can't really think of anything, like... For me, the weirdest thing was uh, seeing, uh, well, corn on pizza still always bothered oh me and then the little squids so it'd be corn and squid like corn we're getting pizza oh great to me i'm like oh, pepperoni or yeah. squid and corn was yeah. on that which was great and you're yeah. like what real pizza no no it's awful yeah, what have yeah. you done it's what have you done to our pizza like, um, <laughs> it's weird our fans will come up and want to buy your gear for like fifty thousand yen that's like the first offer and it's like Oh, let's like, see it. Let's see how high I can go. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, uh, uh, one of the girls, she sold like two sets of her gear. Um, one of the other ones, she wanted to sell some, but she was like, no, I need it for the rest of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just sell it. So, the, so fans would want to buy your gear yeah, that you wore? Yeah. and Of course. Yeah. Mm. It's just, I was like, um, I kind of need this. So <laughs> right. maybe, maybe not. <laughs> not even a hello, how are you? Hope you're well. Can I wear you? Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the point of view, like, 
<laughs> what I like about Japan is like there's all the fans are in the lobby, but and they all come up to me for a picture. I just go no, no, no. Like I can be an asshole here, and, and they just understand. They like it. They leave you alone. You know? Yeah, they just leave you alone. Okay, bye. You know, that's it. We understand. <laughs> but super polite, right? Yeah. So, if you're the biggest asshole to him ever. Like leave me alone. And it's like. It's brilliant. I love them. Like I, I love everything about Japan. I think the the culture is brilliant. I, I love like the style of wrestling over here. I love learning from them, and mm. I feel like it's like especially for me, right? Before I came to Japan, I've, I've obviously done America, but like probably went to Spain once. Like swam with some dolphins. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So like coming over here, like it's just such an experience, and like. Sometimes we just look out the window and you're like, man, it's a Tokyo Dome. Like, how yeah, mental yeah. is this? Like, Such a beautiful area too with the yeah. Ferris wheel over there and everything And like, like that. they're all just to themselves. Like you'll be on the train and they'll just like part way for you. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just so polite over here. I love it. Taxi drivers with the white gloves and the hat. Yeah, that's like glove compartments and they're actually wearing the gloves. <laughs> no one... <laughs> It's mind-blowing to me. Good call. It's actually mind-blowing. No one's like a glove compartment in a car. Is it for your gloves? No one's wore gloves for like how many years and they're doing it. Do you know what I love most about Japan? What? How far behind they are on songs. Timber is still hot around here. I go to a nightclub, all of a sudden it's like, it's going down. I'm yelling timber. I'm like, this is my jam from like two years ago and I can dance. <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff. Uh, final question. So what's your favorite match that you've ever had, Will and B? And then also what's your favorite match that each like B what's your favorite match of Will's and Will was your favorite match of B's oh and uh is easy. she had a match over in Japan with uh, Tony Storm I love Tony Storm oh, yeah. she's in, uh, English too she's, right she's Australian Australian no, born in New Zealand oh wow oh my god she, what a mind yeah and then she moved to Australia when she was tiny <laughs> but uh yeah that's my favorite match that you've done in stardom yeah, or, we um, were. Um, that's the, the first, first time female I've... wrestling in Taiwan. Mm. So. That's the first time I thought, like, I saw you actually, actually be like really good. Like, I watched that and be like, "Wow, I'm not looking at you as like, oh, it's my girlfriend wrestling and she's trying." Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm actually like, this is really good. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh crap. I'm starting to get jealous now. People, are, oh, no. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you won't be, uh, you won't be uh, Will Ospreay's girlfriend. You'll be, you'll be, be Priestley's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. And what's the favorite match you've had? For me, oh, God. there's been too many, but like I, I would say Kushida in the best of Super Juniors. I was just, I felt like I was struggling so hard to win the Japanese crowd over, and by the end of it, like even though Kushida won the best of Super Juniors, they were just all on me, and there was just chanting so loud and i was just like it broke me man like i'm an emotional ass kid and like the moment i was like oh oh i like the match you have with travis banks like the other day actually that's yeah yeah just was, in australia no, no uh, uh, i mean progress, in, 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 progress, progress right it's actually a few belt. days ago mm. A few, few days before we're going over to Kingdom, we're literally headbutting each other as hard as we could. Like, stop! No more headbutts. No. Enough of the headbutts, mate. We're English. We got hard heads. We're good. <laughs> we're good. That's actually my. That was my go-to weapon when I was a kid. Was like, because I don't know if you ever heard of a film called Green Street, but like, in, it was a hooligan film, and there was this hooligans are so famous for their headbutts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was just like, I can do this. My mm. first fight ever done headbutting someone. It was the worst mistake I ever oh. made in my life. But <laughs> hard head, man. My mum told me a story once upon a time. I got in a fight with a goat and I won. What? Yeah, this is a true story. The goat and knocked the goat out. 
This is a true story my mum told me. What do you mean? Why were you fighting a goat? It's done my grape. It's still your grape. kid. How old were you? Grapes. I don't actually know. Okay, so you're a kid. You're a young, young kid. And then apparently this goat, like, stole my grape. And now I'm in, like, a tug of war with the goat. My hand is in its mouth. So I just head-bited it. And it let go. And it just laid on the floor. I was like, yeah, I won. Sorry. That's my tagline for the show. Will Ospreay wins fight with goat. Yeah. <laughs> People actually think it's you now. People think it's you. Oh, thank you very much, guys. No, thank you, mate. It was fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks to Will Ospreay and B Priestley for hanging out with us on Valentine's Day. It'll be fun to see what the future has in store for both. I uh, predict big things for Will Ospreay in New Japan. I think he's going to be uh, kind of the next Kenny Omega, a guy who goes into the heavyweight division and becomes a huge, huge star. Uh, I can tell you what the future has in store for me. The Judas Rising Tour 2018, starting in the United States, February 28th in New Orleans, through Fire at Santa Cruz, Dark Sky Choir coming up with us. We're going all across America. The first three dates is uh, New Orleans, Houston, and Dallas. They're going to be a, a great shows. We're just rocking it. We're on full throttle, full steam. Uh, all systems go here uh, in Europe on the Fozzie Tour. We got it down. You guys are going to love it. You're going to have a great time. Come check out our special VIP program as well. You get to see a mini concert. Uh, just you. Private mini concert with you and the other VIPs. We're going to play songs you haven't heard that night. We're going to play uh, some covers. Uh, you're going to hear some of your favorites. We do it all at our VIP program. People love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. It's one of the best VIPs in the business. Go get all the information for that at FozzyRock.com and pick up all tickets for the Judas Rising Tour at FozzyRock.com as well. And I'm also coming back to the UK with the Words of Jericho Tour. My uh, sellout spoken word shows uh, Glasgow, uh, I believe, is close to sellout. Manchester sold out in seven hours. London uh, still has some tickets available, standing room only. Uh, get your tickets at insidetheropes.co.uk. Insidetheropes.co.uk. And of course, you got to book your cabin as well for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. We set sail October 27th, and for as low as 150 bucks, you can reserve your cabin at chrisjerichocruise.com. And once you book it, your price includes everything. Remember, you book that cabin. All activities are included for free. All the concerts, comedy shows, live podcasts, meet and greets, autograph signings, includes your food even. Only thing you got to pay for are alcohol and gambling. And you'll be able to hang out with everybody on board. There, once again, I said it before, I'll say again, this is not behind a fortress. There's, uh, uh, We're hanging out with everybody. There's nowhere to go. It's a cruise ship, people. So you get to hang out with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, SoCal Val, Mick Foley, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, the Keeping It 100 crew, Conan, Disco Inferno, and Shane Helms. Beyond the Darkness will be there. Uh, Tim Dennis and, and Dave Schrader. Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa doing the Unprofessional Wrestling Show. Going to be hilarious. Don Callis and Paul Lazen be doing Killing the Town Live. Brad Williams, Ron Funches, Jim Brewer doing comedy and doing some music with the Loud and Rowdy featuring Steve Brown on guitar. Busted Open Radio is going to be there. Dave LaGreca, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, King, The Stir from Atlanta, The Dave Spivak Project. If you haven't heard him, uh, he's been here on Talk is Jericho. Go check out his new music video for Get Out of My House. Uh, the Cherry Bombs, The Darlings of Rock and Roll, Shoot to Thrill, the world's best female ACDC cover band, Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's greatest Ozzy cover band, and of course, it's funny, I been doing some interviews here and I had somebody in Germany go, how come you booked uh, the Blizzard of Ozzy and not the real Ozzy? I'm like, well, because the real Ozzy costs uh, probably about a million bucks to book. So there you go, bud. Uh, but Ring of Honor is going to be here. The Sea of Honor tournament uh, gets a, a Ring of Honor World Championship shot in the future. Young Bucks, Marty Skrull, 
Adam Page. We got the Cody, don't call him Rose. The entire uh, Bullet Club is there. The Briscoe Brothers, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, Delirious, uh, Brandy Rhodes. We're announcing more talent. There's so more talent. Can we fit any more talent on this cruise ship? My goodness, we got it so jam packed for you. Go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com and pick up your cabin now. Do it now. All right. Thank you so much. Coming up this Friday, Scott Ian from Anthrax returns to take us all access. He's talking about his new book. He's hilarious. He's a great guy. Scott Ian returns to talk to Jericho on Friday. We'll see you then. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard. Stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. The big yeah, boy. <laughs>